0: There comes a time in every person's life when you realise it's not about doing what you are told, but doing what you know is right for you. Let us take a journey of learning and discovery with the world's most successful people who are living the life of their dreams, walking through life using their inner wisdom and being of service to others. Forget exams, grades and test scores. What is your purpose? as we let go of what we think should be and learn from our elders to gain knowledge, inspiration and a true sense of who we are. What are your dreams? Does your life have meaning? Are you living a life of significance? Let's talk with today's guest. Hello, my name is Mark Taylor. Welcome back to the Learning on Fire podcast. Today, this is the third and final part of this short mini-series where we hear my guest's answers to the question, What was the best piece of advice you've ever been given and who gave it to you? And I hope you've enjoyed these three episodes just so you can hear back to back what some of these great insightful answers have been and and, and how they might influence your life. I also wanted to take the time today to, to thank our sponsor, which is the National Association for Primary Education they're sponsoring the entire podcast network and for those of you that are new to the show or new to the network let me just very briefly explain exactly what education on fire is and how the learning on fire podcast fits in the education on fire podcast network has three shows it started with education on fire where i share creative and inspiring learning in our schools which is done in theme seasons and we've covered all manner of things from computing to pe to music and out of that music season, which was so popular, myself being a professional musician and educator, we have joined this last few weeks, the join this term since Christmas, set up Primary Music on Fire, which is a music membership site um, for teachers who are wanting to put and embed music in their school but not quite sure how to go we're literally giving that initial starting point how do you start to do some rhythm how do you start to do some singing maybe the beginner ukulele recorder samba all manner of things within this membership site and then explaining how that can be progressed through the school and really revitalize the school really as music is a an embedded and, and central part as well as that podcast and that music membership site we of course have the learning on fire Podcast that you've been listening to, where we're sharing all this amazing content from guests who are living life on their terms, so that you can personally take responsibility about how you want to live your life and be very intentional about the direction it goes and take personal responsibility for making the most of your life and living it and the way that you'd like to be able to do it. And the third podcast within the network is one for our sponsor, the National Association for Primary Education. They are basically looking after and supporting children from birth to 13 and all people that are involved in that. So you may be a parent, you may be a teacher, you may be someone working within education. If you're involved with children in that age group, they are there to support you. You can be a member of their organisation. And they do all manner of things that I can't possibly do on my own, which is why I'm so thrilled they're involved. They're part of the all-parliamentary group, which um, talks to ministers and and gives as much influence as any organisation can in terms of the sorts of things which we believe are really important for child development, you know, talking against some of this massive amount of testing that's going on, having a wide curriculum, actually being able to give the child's perspective and the teacher's perspective in a way that will just encourage everybody to be positive, proactive, and have a child-centered vision of learning. And, um, and so I'm really grateful for them to be giving me the opportunity to support them in what they're doing and also for them to en- enable me to grow this network to support in so many of these ways, that high-level le- way that NAEP can do and the influence we can have over schools through the Education on Fire podcast and our personal thing that we can do within Learning on Fire. So that's just a little brief idea in case you haven't come across the entire network before. And as I said, this is our third and final little episode answering the questions of what was the best advice we've ever been given and who gave it to you. After today's episode, we're going to take a very short holiday of just two weeks. It's the Easter time here and um, myself and my family have a, a holiday to do and to spend some time and it's been an absolutely fantastic few weeks and few months, but we've been working either ends of the day. Um, I personally have been doing um, performances in the evening. I've been doing my teaching during the day. I've been doing all this podcasting and membership creation around the same time. So it's time for me to take some of my advice and actually just take a week or two to step back and recuperate so that we're ready to crack on again in a couple of weeks time. So to make sure that you have everything you need, so you don't miss anything, please subscribe to this podcast, whichever program you use, subscribe so that you get all the latest content coming through to you. And the other thing you can do is subscribe to the Education on Fire newsletter. There I give information of all the content that I release for the entire network so you don't miss anything and you're fully aware of what we're doing, how we're doing it and how we're supporting you to live the best life that you want to live. Thanks so much for listening and I hope that you enjoy this episode of our final guests answering the question, what was the best piece of advice you've ever been given and who gave it to you? What was the best piece of advice you've ever been given and who gave it to you? Ooh,
1: um, there's been a couple pieces. Um, do you mind if I give like two?
0: No, please do. Whatever you think is going to give us some value, that would be fantastic.
1: Cool. So I am going to go a little bit more abstract here and say that none of these pieces were given directly to me. Um, they were things that I've learned from for instance like an online mentor or, or something that I may have read in a book. Um, and so the first one would be uh, that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And I think that that was Jim Rohn that said that, but uh, it goes around pretty pretty frequently in the entrepreneurial space and the self-development space. But the average of the five people you spend the most time with, it's just so true. And and what it's done is allowed me to think bigger and exp- and really actually focus uh, with more intention uh, to build my network and figure out how can I get around uh, people that are either making more money, or people that are living a healthier lifestyle, or people that are better communicators, uh, people that actually have goals and and really want to to take their life somewhere, um, and and maybe actually like how can like instead of just having the people with ambition around you, how can you surround yourself with the people that have already done what you're wanting to do? Um, understanding that and thinking about networking is in hey how can these people. Uh, affect my life as in like, hey, if I spend too much time with them, are they going to affect me positively or negatively? Uh, are they going to help me achieve my goals or take me away from my goals? Um, looking at it in a in a really black and white context like that has really changed the way I network. And I, I'd say that that's been huge for me. Uh, the other one, I have no idea who said this, uh, but it was the more you learn, the more you earn. I've always just thought that and growing up that hey, you, you can earn only as much as you work. So if, if you want to make $20, you have to go work one hour. And then if you want to work five hours or if you want to make uh $500 and you have to work X amount of hours. And so I always thought that, that, that your ability to make money was tied to how much time that you put into something. And understanding now that that's not necessarily true and that you can actually the the real way uh, to to actually become more wealthy is to get paid off of results or to get paid off of what you know. Um, for instance, I, I think you were telling me that you were uh, that you had a music membership site that was coming out. That's something that you're gonna put a lot of time into from the beginning and you're not going to have to spend a ton of time uh, in the long run or maybe consulting. Uh, I could get paid $250 in one hour for meeting with a business owner to give them some marketing strategies and that's exactly what a lawyer would get paid. And they have to spend I don't know, eight years just in school to even get to that point. I'm 24 and I can do that. And so just understanding that truly the more research you put into your craft or the more you go and learn about a certain subject or a certain passion, you can really become super, super valuable for other people that want to obtain that same level of knowledge. And um, then you can sell your knowledge and that's an awesome thing to do.
2: Um. Well, so, I mean, there's, when when you grow up you know people always say things to you um you know whether they're you know negative you know like a bully <laughs> you know those things things stand out those can motivate you as well but you know some of the positive things i mean it, it, and they come from all different kinds of ran, random places but you know one time in Ann Arbor Michigan you know at night i think after you know um a party or something or you know late at night when we were getting like subs or pizza this homeless guy uh near a payphone. I don't know why. It's kind of random, but uh he noticed that I was acting kind of cocky or something, kind of like, you know, brash or puffing my chest out about, you know, being loud or I don't know what it was, but he just I rubbed him the wrong way. And he came up to me and he he basically he looked at me square in the eye and he goes, "Look, man, stay small, but grow bigger. Grow big inside." And uh I I, I instantly knew what he was talking about. He was like, you know, don't, you know, don't act bigger than than who you are on the outside. You're not impressing me. Work on yourself from the inside. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I, ever since he he said that to me, I, I wrote it down. And even and when I showed it to my friends, they were like, that doesn't even make sense. What do you, this guy, what was he talking about? It made sense to me. So I try to make a goal of just always improving myself and not really bragging. Uh, And, uh, you know, just like that homeless guy suggested and uh, stay humble, stay humble, just let actions do the talking. You know, I run my business that way. You know, I don't do these flashy advertisements. Um, I don't, I don't offer quick SAT score improvements, uh, guarantees or anything like that. Um, I just focus on just hiring great tutors and let the, let the, let the chips fall where they may.
3: Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting question. I was thinking about that a little earlier. So I'd say there's, there's two pieces of advice. Um, one is a little smaller, and it's something that my dad said to me about a year ago, but for some reason it just stuck, um, and I think about it every day. And it's uh, it, I was just deciding whether I, – I, I had some work to do, and it was about 9.30 at night, and I was talking with him on the phone, and I also had tickets to go to a, to a comedy show. And I was saying, I think I'm just going to you know not go to the comedy show and do some work. And he was like nick just trust me it's always better to do stuff than to not do stuff um i don't think he meant it in any super profound way but i've kind of carried that with me for the past year and a half and and you know i noticed in myself that there's always that um there's always that draw to comfort and you know there's always the idea when an opportunity presents itself you also have the flash to kind of just sitting at home you know taking a shower watching some tv and hanging out But that that's no way to live. You know, you need to open yourself up. If opportunity presents itself, you need to capitalize and you can't let the comfort is the enemy. So you can't let, uh, you know, the idea the a vision of, you know, sitting home, feeling comfortable be the, the thing that guides your actions. You need to seek discomfort and it's always better to do stuff than to not do stuff. So that, that ended up being really profound for me. And um, the, the other piece of advice that I always, I think about pretty much every day, especially when building this company. Um, and it's something I, I heard on like a motivational speech compilation or some type of podcast. And the guy was basically saying, you don't want it to be easy because if it was easy, it wouldn't feel so good once it works out. And once you accomplish your goal, um, you know, you want it to be as hard as possible. So when you get to that finish line and, and you finish the task, so you get to the goal, you get that feeling of satisfaction. And you know, uh, going, I'm sure some of your listeners are on an entrepreneurial path, but it's uh, it's not always glamorous. And it is, you know, there's a day in day out kind of grind that's associated with it. And and on top of that, um, it's really stressful because you just never know, you know, success is not guaranteed and it, 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 your product working isn't guaranteed. Um, and there's times where you can kind of get, get in your own, own head and get down to yourself and lose sight. But my business partner and I always try to remind ourselves, you know, when we're feeling a little down, like, this is the time that's going to make the success worth it. You know, if you fast forward to whenever we we think that we've done it, you know, the company is where we want it to be, we're going to look back at the times where it was really tough and absolutely relish that, you know, we don't want it to be a cakewalk. So I think embracing discomfort and embracing hard times uh, with the recognition that the reward on the other side is going to be that much better is, is a really great way to live.
4: This piece of advice um, was anonymous. I actually saw it. I think I saw it the first time as a meme on the social webs and it was unattributed, but it was very impactful. It was be compassionate toward everyone you meet. Everyone is going through something and you have no idea what it is. And I try to keep this top of mind because it's easy to be out in the world, interacting with people, right? We're in grocery stores, we're at work or, you know, and people are doing what they do and they don't always show up as helpful or awesome, right? They're, they're just showing up how they are. And it's easy to judge somebody about what they should and shouldn't be doing, what they should and shouldn't be saying. But I try to remind myself that I don't know what's going on in somebody's private life. know and they could really be going through something big and that's what's causing them to you know not be very self-aware right or mindful of other people and that if i can bring compassion it also is going to help my own stress level right because otherwise i'm just going to get stressed out and there could be a good reason you know why they're they're showing up the way they do so Again, it's be compassionate towards everyone you meet because everyone's going through something and you have no idea what it is.
5: <laughs> that was probably one of the hardest questions to even to answer because there's so... I mean, I I truly believe that people are in your life for a reason, either to give you advice or show you the way or all those things. And... um. One thing that comes to mind, um, I would say the last 10 years, I, I believe you want to, you want to grow every aspect of your life and I've also grown spiritually. And I think to answer this question, one of the best advice someone has given to me actually was the big man upstairs and he had said, you can do all things through Jesus Christ, who gives you strength. And to me that was, and it could be whatever higher power you believe in. But to me, him saying that to me throughout the years, I felt like there was a kind of something like a weight lifted off of my shoulders. Cause all my life, I felt like I had to do everything myself. I had to make things happen. I, 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 you know, and I, to me, it was like stressful. You know, all the struggles, I had to get out of it. I had to persevere. And so knowing that there's something else behind you, kind of like giving you power or giving you that strength, I felt like there was like some powerful force that like having that power, almost like a superhero. I always compare it to like superhero powers. (laughs) guiding, able to guide and strengthen me through my entire journey. And I, I've used that through completing my first full Ironman. Like when I compare it, like I, mind you over the years, I've been overweight and obese. I would be like for 50 pounds overweight. And to do a full Ironman two years ago, and, and I'll probably have to share my whole fitness story. Um, to be able to lose the 50 pounds and do a full Ironman and now racing across the country on a bicycle in seven days (laughs) and wanting to complete a, you know, doing a marathon, doing, um, achieving things that I honestly couldn't do by myself. And I think that was just given me kind of a, a whole new mindset. Um, so yes, that was that was the biggest advice I think that I continue to
6: use throughout my life. Interestingly, it was from the current um, Prime Minister of Pakistan, um, Imran Khan, who gave it to me back in 1992 um, when he was just a cricketer at the time, and he had recently led his team to win the World Cup and. I remember he he wrote it for me. He told me it's it's his motto, and he wrote it next to his autograph in this tiny diary that I discovered in a safekeeping box in my parents' home this Christmas, um, and it read, "Nothing is impossible if you are prepared to work for it." And I think there's really something there because you know Imran Khan himself went on to build. Asia's largest cancer hospital that treats nearly all its patients for free. um, And he formed this challenger political party in the country that he eventually led to power. So I think it's obviously worked for him um, on more than one occasion. And I think there's really something in that motto.
4: Yeah, um,
7: so I think the advice is twofold. The first being... uh, it's sort of a statement rather than advice and it was what have you done lately uh, and <laughs> and uh that that's a piece of advice that i got from my dad um and it's it, it, because when you're trying to do great things and you want to you want to do you, it, when you're trying to do anything um or achieve something or solve a problem there's a temptation to you know get a little bit of success or 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 feel a little bit of accomplishment, and then you you sort of lay back on that accomplishment and you feel good about it. And you're like, yeah. Uh, but then the world keeps going <laughs> and it really starts to become a case of, well, that's great that you did that, but what have you done lately? Um, and so really, I guess the advice cascades into the, the next piece, which is um, like no one deserves anything and you have to go out there um, and win it um and, and that was a piece of advice i got actually from our chairman um Eric Wilkinson at, at Pytop um is when you're trying really hard right and you think that you've done great stuff lately uh, it can become frustrating when you feel like you know you just you you, you want to want the company to be bigger you want something in your personal life to to happen um, or you uh you know you're, you're, you 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 want to get something done, you know, and you, you become frustrated because it hasn't, you know, you haven't done what you wanted to do or, or something hasn't happened the way that you want it to happen. And then you have to realize that actually, you know, there's no such thing as deserving anything, actually. Um, when you get it, you know, then by virtue of you having it, you've, you've now deserved it, right? But, um, you, you, you know, you can't, you can't get frustrated at the fact that you don't have it. Um, you should just keep working to go and get it. And that, that, so those are the, that's, the, that's the best advice that I've, I've gotten. And, and working the way that, um, the way that I, I have done, it's helped a lot to consistently put in effort all the time. Um, because then you kind of become okay with the fact that it's a long process. Trying to achieve something really big, It's a very long process, and it's not just going to happen um, overnight.
0: Thanks for listening to the Learning on Fire podcast. For more information, please visit educationonfire.com and follow the links from the homepage.